Hey. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to the Attack of the Queer Wolf. I'm Nay. I'm Mark. I'm Michael. Hey. Hey again. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just still so flustered from traffic. Oh, it was yeah. bad. It's it was really. Bad. I know everyone in LA says that all the time. But sometimes it's worse than the normal bad, you know? Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, what the fuck? It just took me an hour to drive five miles. Oh, that's what bananas. Yeah. And also, the more time you spend in traffic, the more time you spend at red lights with men in cars next to you. And I just like... What happens? You know, you're like eating something and they're like, can I have some of that? No. Which is what happened to me when oh, I was really? eating the Cheetos on the way here. Yeah. And I'm just like, does that ever work for you? Does, yeah. Does that work? <laughs> does that... Does it? I mean, Why next time, the- like, have you ever had the impulse to, like, lower your window and be like, oh, my God, yeah. And <laughs> sort of, like, dangle a, dangle something. Absolutely not. Just to no. see. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. It's like, why do men always feel the need to, like, enter everyone's space everywhere? Yeah. I think anyone that has men ever talk to them that way, like, regardless of gender, yeah. you learn how to... Like, not try to avoid eye contact. Like, you're literally just, like, looking above them. And it's like they keep staring. And you're like, I know you are waiting for that single blip of a moment the where opener. my eyes just kind of, like... Cross yours. Cross yours. Yeah. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I, it's just not. Especially done in traffic on Wilshire. No. Exactly. <laughs> and it's, like, dark out. Also, you can't have any fucking my... You can't have any of my fucking Cheetos. If you... <laughs> But if like, you yelled out your window and you were like, hey, gorgeous, I want to buy you a thousand more bags of those Cheetos. Like, maybe I would roll my window down. You'd be like, I'm uh, listening. Yeah. Like, actually, just Venmo me. I'll get, like, I'll get the Cheetos on my own. But that's just not what happens. Cheetos or the jalapeno I was actually ones. eating like, the puffy ones. Oh. I love the yeah. jalapeno ones. I love the jalapeno ones, too. I, 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 do, I am not familiar with the jalapeno, the jalapeno ones. ones. The, puff, the puffy ones? Mm-hmm. Or wait, yeah. The jalapeno like, ones are like a green bag. Yes. So Are they jalapeno and lime or something? I don't know. I think they're just straight up jalapeno. I don't think I've ever disliked a Cheeto. <laughs> any, of, any of them. I mean, they're all pretty good. The only ones yeah. that I don't like are like the cheese doodle ones that are like just overly puffy. I like yes. a little crunch. I don't like them. the puffy ones either. That's what I was eating. Oh. No, the, no, no, I mean like the ones that are, wait, are they They're like, like a long puff? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then I don't know that like I would like those. peanut kind of. Yes. <laughs> I don't know that I would like those then. But maybe yeah, because they're spicy, real. I would change my mind. Attack of the Queer Wolf, brought to you by Cheetah. <laughs> no, <laughs> Attack of Chester the Cheetah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he could do our mascot. He you mean like an OnlyFans <laughs> video? <laughs> well, and only for our OnlyFans page. Yeah. The Queer Wolf and Chester the Cheetah. People would pay good money for that. There are some people that love that show. I wish I was an illustrator. Until someone get on that. Listeners, if you feel <laughs> if you feel like sending some Please like do. sort of Chester Cheetah Queer Wolf slash fic picture. Have we yeah. named our boo? No. That's not something you jump into lightly. Right. First of all, I'm I'm Brennan, by the way. I produce our OnlyFans page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anybody wants to put that put that together, go for it. I'd be yeah. happy to look at that. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> just if you text it, just make sure to put the invisible function on first, please. How silly! Well, uh, what have What have you been watching this week, Michael? This week, what have I been watching? Mm-hmm. I watched um, both of the Fire Festival documentaries. <laughs> That's what I was going to talk nice. about. Well, we can both talk about it. Did you watch both of them? I sure did. Yeah, I actually stayed up. Brian went to bed earlier the other night, so I was like, I'm going to step and watch a movie. And I watched the Hulu one, which is Fire Fraud. I think that's the name of the Hulu one is Fire Fraud. As soon as it was over, went right to Netflix. I was like, (laughs) I have to see this other one. Nay, have you seen them? No, but I like started one and then stopped it and was like, I will need an attention span for that. Maybe some other time. I, I don't get how anybody, so many people in both documentaries are like, he is just so smart. And he was just so great at getting money. And I'm like, people want to believe you take one look at him. And I'm like, that's a dirtbag piece of shit. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I know like the sort of like Coke bloaty kind of like, like, like stuttering kind of it's, I found fire fraud. First of all, both of these documentaries I found so stressful because you're watching people willfully defraud or willfully like just engage in like this, Ponzi scheme of 
it's fleecing people, stealing money essentially from yeah. people who have this dream of going to some kind of island paradise or whatever, and spending Even if it's it for four days, for four days, and for like a ridiculous amount of money. And then you watch them sort of spend that money on something, and then try to rob Peter to pay Paul over and over yes, and over, over and, and, over, and, and over, over, again. over again. And it is so stressful to watch for me, where like I just was like these pe- these people are insane. These people are insane, and I found myself. So stressed I out was watching the first one. The that then, oh yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. I kept going, I go, I do not believe you. I kept saying that to the TV because every person <laughs> in both documentaries kept yeah. being like, we really thought he could pull it off. I'm like, no, you didn't. Yep. There's no fucking way you thought this dude could pull this off in six months. Every person in your industry says it takes 12 months to 18 months to do yet. He happened to find the 30 people that thinks like they can do it in six. You're full of shit. You're absolutely full of shit. You knew you were part of a scheme and you just don't want to admit it. My favorite part was like, when right now. my favorite part <laughs> was like in the aftermath on Jean Rule was like, uh, where they were like, that's fraud. And he was like, no, it's not. It's just um, broken promises or something like that. Or like, or like false promises. And, or something. and speaking everybody, I was yeah. just like, this is problematic. It's, too. it's a really, it's, oh boy, it is a really um, alternate. You know, it's, I remember when this ball became like a giant thing on Twitter, uh, in 2017, sandwich, man. the cheese, the cheese sandwich, you know, it was a total schadenfreude explosion and people loved laughing about it. And they loved sort of the, the kind of look at these like dumb, these rich people got these fleeced. dumb, rich assholes <laughs> got fleeced out of their money. Ha ha ha. And then, however, especially I think fire, the documentary, the Netflix documentary fire really goes into the fallout of like, well, you know, the Bahamians who were ripped off, yes. who, they, they weren't paid for their labor. Um, Miss roll. I want to say the, the woman who owned the restaurant who yes. was doing lost essentially her cl- life, craft service, 50 grand lost her life savings. Happy ending. They've yes. raised like three times that on a GoFundMe right. for her. So thank God. Yep. But, um, that's so it, it really truly is infuriating and also just fascinating because, um, you know, all it took was an orange square on Instagram and for what's her face. The, the one Kendall Jenner was the big one. Well, the yeah. thing that Join really, the conversation. the thing that annoyed me most though about the Netflix one is that it was produced by the dudes that were in charge of the marketing for the festival. Yeah. And you know, I heard that the fire fraud documentary on Hulu, they paid, uh, Billy, whatever the, Billy McFarland, McFarland for his time, which is also kind of like, yeah, Yeah, but it's so, you know, whatever. Um, but I love that everyone was like, he was such an entrepreneur when he was five. And I'm like, he was running, like they would describe what he was doing at five years old. Like he was scamming people at five. Yeah. You know, like he broke into the computer mainframe in his grade school and like, had like if you went to go use any of these like handheld computers, they weren't like laptops, but they're these weird little. They almost looked like label makers yeah. that they showed. I did not understand. If that, you went to but... turn it on, it would say, "Come buy, come find Billy McFarland to buy crayons." <laughs> and they were like, "He was so clever," and it's like, no, he broke into the computer system at school at no, age was, eight. That, he, was he was a little scammer. I mean, it I is, but it's scammer. like he was like your. His fuckiness was right there in front of you from like the age five yeah. on. By the way, before we move on to uh, what Nay's been watching, I said Bahamanians. Did I sound like Cher Horowitz and Clueless? Like, Bahamanians. <laughs> Bahamanians can compare. Like, is that, uh, do I Isn't have a Bahamian? Tor- Bahamian. I think it's Bahamian. Okay. So, hi, I'm a moron. Nay, what are you? Uh, <laughs> I like totally paused. What, Nay? Well, first of all, I just want to say Kendall Jenner's kind of fresh. I just want to throw that out there. Smart girl. Like, like Smart. attractive? No, precious. Like, oh. I feel it. Like I mean, you know, I, I watch a lot of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. <laughs> and salads. of all Remember the, the people, she just, salads. hell yeah, imported. <laughs> um, she just, she uh, talks a lot about having anxiety and migraines, and I just like empathize with that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I just, so sometimes when she's talking about stuff, especially like the post Pepsi commercial, Kendall. I'm just like, you know, I don't like to give white people more credit than they deserve <laughs> for doing some like basic good human decent kindness kind of thing but i'm like you're kind of fresh kendall jenner i mean she's clever i love the self-made billionaire that's hilarious though no of course that's hilarious you were born on like between you weren't even born on third base you were born like a foot away from home plate yeah Yeah, i would i would just really like a spinoff where it's only courtney at a a kitchen island stabbing a salad for like 30 (laughs) minutes at a time i would watch any courtney i would pay to watch any of them do the new york times crossword puzzle why that would be so funny to me. <laughs> I would like to just do the crossword puzzle for True. them and True. Um, just be in their presence. I'm not very good. 
Wow. wow. Dance party. Yeah. When it's meant to be. It's I can't really. Be. I can't really do the crossword puzzle. Past. I can't. Like either, Wednesday actually. after Wednesday is when I feel like my brain is leaking out of my ears, and I'm like, hint. I mean, I don't do any crossword puzzles because I hate games and nonsense. But for the, the Kardashian Jenners, I would do, do a it. Puzzle. Like puzzle puzzle. Like a puzzle puzzle. I just feel like life is a puzzle. Because <laughs> I, just... I was in Palm Springs this past weekend. Okay. And we did a thousand piece puzzle with Brian and I went with two like two couples. Mm-hmm. So six of us and we had this puzzle and I was like, I'm not gonna do no fucking puzzle, kinda like that. Yeah. And I saw them doing <laughs> Did it. Did you say that? I'm not gonna do no <laughs> Yeah, I was like puzzle. and I like kinda yes. got FOMO watching them do the puzzle, and then I started doing it and it was like it was amazing. It's weirdly, and it, was a weirdly, it was weirdly a stress reliever. Yeah. Yeah. It can be. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely believe that lots of the things I'm not trying are stress relievers. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. So what are you watching? Uh I I text y'all about it, but I watched Mother. Yes. Okay. And I am dying to hear what you have to say about this. Okay. I, so on a baseline, I was just so stressed out the whole time. I feel like I (laughs) often have dreams where I'm yelling at people to do the obvious thing or to like help. Or I I always feel really misunderstood. And I feel like Jennifer Lawrence in this movie the whole time, she's like, get the fuck out of my house. No one's (laughs) fucking listening. And I just, I wanted, I was like erupting in anger. I was so mad because it just felt, I was just like, there has to be some reason why no one's fucking listening. Like, I just, I don't understand. And so, of course it like went places I never imagined. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. But I, I really loved it. Me too. I really, really loved it. I'm so glad to hear you say that because I love it too. And I feel like every time I admit that it's every time I admit that it's like, I, I get looks sometimes from people like like I said like I love dog poop or like something you know, and, and and I love it too. I, yeah, I love it. I can't wait to watch it again. I saw it in a theater, mm-hmm. um, and it was kind of exhilarating to watch because no one that. had any idea what the hell they were watching. And by the time the movie truly goes off, like the, <laughs> leaves the tracks mm-hmm. and just like goes to crazy town. I was, like, looking around at people in the theater to kind of engage, like, right. are we watching the same movie? <laughs> and people were just sitting there with their jaws dropped. And a lot of people seemed really mad about it afterwards. And I was just like, why did you want to watch a movie that you thought you were going to get? And it's like, okay, if you didn't like the movie you got, fine. But, I don't know, I felt like you have to tip your hat to yeah. people who are willing to really take you on a ride that is... I think in the today's climate, uh, like, just today's studio filmmaking people are conditioned to like know yeah. what's going to happen every second yeah so they're thrown when they don't it fucked me up i still I have yet to it. see it i loved it it's yeah, yeah it um <laughs> it's so bananas um but um <laughs> yeah i just keep thinking of different parts and i honestly just don't even know what to do i'm like I, I'm shit myself right now I, what am i gonna do I want to like. I want to be asking. I want to ask you all these questions now about like metaphorically. What did you think? What were yeah. the layers that you read or sort of like responded to? Because there's a lot of ways you could read who sure. she is, who he is. You know mm-hmm. what? You know. But I don't want to spoiler if so. Maybe after. Yeah, we'll we'll do it after. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. Can I talk about what I've been watching? Oh, fine, Brennan. <laughs> As long as it's not like 14 children of the Yeah, corn. seriously. Say, if it's like watching children of the corn, 37, no. <laughs> I'm starting a new marathon. Oh, Lord. Um, because I don't know if you're aware, but there's a new movie called The Curse of La Llorona that's coming out. Yes. Um, it stars Linda Cardellini going, ah, and Mexican things, basically. So not super excited about that. Um, so I decided to, I'm going to watch all the movies I can get my hands on about La Llorona. There's like 20 of them. Yeah, there's a okay. bunch. Yeah, and because I love that legend and that bit of folklore. Yeah. For people who don't know it, the short version of it, it's a woman who in some way was cheated by her husband because men are awful. Um, in a fit of rage, she drowns her kids, and her ghost just kind of wanders around trying to find her kids and basically drowning anyone she finds in the Medea. process. It's like right. Medea. Medea! Medea Halloween, exactly. But not Medea, but Medea Medea. Medea! I didn't mean like the... No, I... You don't mean Tyler Perry. 
But imagine. I'm sensitive today. Imagine a Madea La Llorona crossover. A Madea La Llorona crossover. I mean, the, I the next one is die. a Madea funeral. So maybe there could be, maybe it's for the kids. I I mean, Madea versus La Llorona is. I would watch that. I'm like, that would be part of my marathon. I'm like, I, I guess I'd watch it. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah. She'd be like, Heller. <laughs> It's so scurvy. Anyway. La Llorona. Oh, God. No. No. La Llorona. Oh, Llorona. Anyway, so I watched a 1933 black and white movie called La Llorona, which is um, at least apocryphally referenced as the first horror film from Mexico ever. Hmm. Um, also, it's it was surprisingly relevant to the modern conversation because in this particular version, the Yorona is an indigenous person in Mexico who is cheated by a European imperialist from Spain, hmm. um, and he decides to marry a Spanish woman even though he has impregnated this indigenous person. Hmm. And basically, the La Yorona ghost or curse or whatever is visited upon like through a lot of indigenous Aztec and Mayan imagery. And used to destroy the white people who have ruined Mexico. It's wow. really interesting. Sounds excellent. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> there, there are some spotty moments in the movie itself. There's a, there's a wedding that lasts like 10 minutes and it just pans past faces of people watching a wedding for way too long. God, like all weddings. You're like, is it True. over? I mean, Jesus it, was, it was like watching the Royal Congratulations. Wedding. You love each other. <laughs> yeah. right. Just stand in front of the judge and invite me to the party after. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, it, it's a little slow, but there's a lot of really interesting subtext there. And I also watched the 1974 movie, Santo y Mantequilla Napoles en la Venganza de la Llorona, oh. which is uh, known as Revenge of the Crying Woman in English. It's less exciting. Um, but it stars <laughs> Santo, which is, he's a, an icon of the Mexican screen. He's a Mexican wrestler who fights monsters and different things. And he's like a hero with a heart that is pure. And like literally in the movie, um, someone offers him a lot of money to open a tomb and he's like, first of all, I don't do that. Second of all, I will only do it if that money goes to children's hospitals. <laughs> um, wow. he's just like this really pure character and he appeared in like 60 movies, um, wow. from like the sixties to the eighties. Um, anyway, he teams up with a boxer to, uh, well, there's La Llorona. Is How many movies a year is that? 60s to the eighties, 60 movies. A lot. It's a lot. He, he's like oh the uh, Roger Corman of starring in movies. Wow. Um, but yeah, no, he's a real luchador at the time. And the hilarious thing is no matter what, in any of his dialogue scenes, any of his non-wrestling scenes, he's always wearing the silver mask. Mm-hmm. So there's a part where he's at a meeting in a suit, but he still has the luchador mask on. Hot. It's, it's intense. That's okay. hot. Um, and there's a lot of... Uh, hey there. <laughs> There's Daddy. a lot of sequences where he teams up with a boxer to do this lawyer run a thing. And there's a lot of cut scenes where um, it's just one of them on the couch watching the other one on TV in a match and going, yay. <laughs> um, Will you please post clips of this? Yeah, <laughs> I totally can. It's super fun. I really, really loved it. It's on Amazon Prime on one of those, like, try this for a week streaming service things. Okay. Um, but yes, there's that. He wears the mask all the time. It's great. Um, there's, you know, again, it's like a movie from the seventies. Uh, you know, it has its patchier places, but he fights mafiosos. There's an ancient witch involved, uh, who is made up like Hedwig and the angry inch at one point. Okay. Um, it's a very exciting movie. Know, is this the like ancient witch that you yeah. saw dressed oh, she, like today? When she comes back as like the super young, like hot ancient witch. Um, she's got this like gold lame oh suit or like dress on. It's She's fantastic. Also, Santo wears a bunch of 70s sweaters that make him look like a dad in a Mexican wrestling mask. Also I, hot. Yeah. I like yeah. I, the movie's great. <laughs> I don't know. I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to report back from the La Llorona fronts in the future, <laughs> but there's a lot of exciting things going on over here. <laughs> a lot of crying women getting revenge. Basically. Mm-hmm. Into it. Into it. Mm-hmm. Also, oh, it's a big mood. Yeah. Also, check out the Horror Queers podcast they just launched. It's super fun. Yeah. Cool. Great. Cool. Well, wow. oh man, what uh, what what masterpiece are we covering today? Uh, which name of this movie would you like for us to talk about first? Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, listen, neither title makes sense. So does it? All right, folks, what we mean by that, we're here to talk about night warning, mm. which I don't really feel like makes sense. Right. It's a day warning. <laughs> like, 
life warning? Like, <laughs> uh, or um, the butcher, baker, nightmare maker. Yeah, I guess nightmare maker would have famous been famous one. idioms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you drop that in conversation anytime. Mm-hmm. You know, butcher all, baker. I've been all maker. three mm. at different times. Yeah. In my life. Yeah. yeah. Do we have the trailer? Yes, and. This trailer is hilarious because it's one of those trailers where they're really trying to lie about what this movie's about. Oh yeah, it looks like a slasher movie. Can't imagine why. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not not a slasher movie, it's but a slasher it, movie they're like making the last, it look like, like a minutes. completely <laughs> different slasher movie than the one that it is. So here's a bit of that. So shocking, so terrifying, so powerful. Night Warning powerful. has been named best horror film of the year by the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror. What was up, Billy guys? and Julie? Young. <laughs> Innocent in love. What's that? It was the car crash at the mistake. They didn't go looking for trouble. They were just too curious. What? Without knowing, they've uncovered a deadly secret. See the award winning light warning. Wow. Wow. Shady sums. Okay. Mark. Oh, I'm first? <laughs> I'm first. Okay. Yay. Um, so here's the thing. All right. This movie is both um, garbage, but also like a little bit delicious in all its crazy homophobic slash homoerotic glory. Yeah. So Absolutely. I was like, it's both, I'm both into it. And also I'm like, blah. And You're a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Blah. <laughs> Blah. Blah. Um, so I don't know why, um, probably because I was a little stoned. Um, I just kept, so I, I made up a little song for a shady summary. Yes. Um, and it's to the, t- <laughs> it's to the tune of, um, the jingle for, uh, the, from the commercial for hot pockets. <laughs> Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. When your crazy aunt goes and kills the gay repairman, she's going to have a fit. Night warning. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's my shade. Is there more lyrics? Okay. I don't her know. hot pocket. Honey. Yeah. She, she really, her hot pocket was too hot. Okay. Too hot to handle. Two. The oven was always on. Okay. <laughs> Warning. Handle with care. <laughs> what about you, Michael? Mine is, uh, I should have gone first. <laughs> I know. I can always feel up that. Mine is just simply Butcher Baker, what the fuck maker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. That. Yeah. Yep. It's a what the fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine is just Auntie Cheryl needs several kinds of therapy. <laughs> Very much. Yeah. Where would you begin? Like, where would you stick her first? <laughs> you know. Where would you stick her first? I mean, first we have to, we got to get a good working diagnosis. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe some medication. <laughs> if, you know. First, like, Barbizon, because, you know, she wants to cut hair. It makes her feel better. You know, I think. True. Like, give her some skills. <laughs> you know, just like you know, give her some skills, make her, you know, empower her. Oh my God, you know, and then, um, and then, perhaps cognitive behavioral therapy. The movie is so confusing, it really and is. this movie was recommended to us by our oh, listener yeah. oh. Carmine, and I have a very short clip of him. He is from Norway, actually. Oh, oh cool. Um, Hi, Carmine, and he was very kind to lend us this, even though he he wasn't super confident about his English, which. Like most people who aren't super confident about their English have much better English than any of us sitting here. Yeah. So this is his short introduction to why he chose this movie. Hi, my name is Carmine. I chose Night Warning because I think it really has some queer elements. And it even has a queer character. was really curious to hear your analysis of it. Looking forward to hearing it. Bye. First of all, are you a ghost, are Carmine? You- Carmine. <laughs> Carmine. <laughs> Carmine, are you in a well? <laughs> oh my god, I'm really, you guys, Carmine I'm sounds shook. really sweet, and I'm really worried about Carmine. A well. <laughs> also, please watch Night Warning. Also, please help me out of this well. It's funny that you mentioned that, because someone was talking to me about baby Jessica this week. Remember her? Yes. Yeah. That was a big, that was a big, deal. big, big story. Deal. Yeah. Yeah, the TV movie is fucking a riot. 
Falling in a well is one of my main childhood fears. I feel like that's how you know you grew up in the country. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't fall in a well. You have to be put in a hyperbaric chamber. Um, really? To, like, that- get all the feeling in your limbs back. <laughs> wow. I mean, if you survive. Baby Jessica. Remember when Sherry Terry played her on SNL? <laughs> I remember for a while, my mom um, and I, when I came home from school uh, during the week, I got, I never really got into soaps, but there was one, she she was hooked on all my children for like a, a minute. And it was the period when Kelly Ripa was on. Oh, wow. And it was about a Janet from another planet, like Janet and, anyway, I don't know, somebody's sister what showed up in town. It was like her twin was the actress playing both roles. And she was so pathologically jealous of like her rich, beautiful sister that she pushed her into a yes. well <sighs> and then like cut her hair and dyed it and pretended to be her. Oh, oh, God. And Kelly Ripa was the only one who was like onto it. And she was just like, <laughs> I know. And then like the whole arc the lasted for like three months or something, you know, they like, stretched the fuck out of it. And like, it ended with like Kelly Ripa tied to a chair going, you'll never get away with a Janet, you know, like whatever. And, <laughs> so um, and now every time I see her on that talk show, I'm like, you're, I, that talk show. I know you saved you saved <laughs> well, Natalie. Person. You saved Natalie from the well. But um, anyway, uh, that's what I think about when I think Natalie about well from the well. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of The Ring. Yeah, um, yeah. Good film. Mm-hmm. We'll do anything. Thanks, not Carmine. to not talk, talk about Nightmare. Oh my god, Thank you, Carmine. Okay. Well, <laughs> I you know it like. I normally do. It took me a few times to really like get through Finished? the first. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was like, will I ever finish this movie? I keep like getting week. distracted. Yeah. Cause I start when I first text y'all about watching it. It was yeah. like over a week ago. It you was just texted like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> uh, look, I think that the, the, the main points of interest for this movie, I guess are, you know, Susan Terrell, was a legitimate actress. She was a legitimate stage actress. Yes. She really turns it out in this movie. Like she goes for yeah. broke. All right. Oh, so like yeah. all say in. what you will about night warning, oh, whatever yeah. it's foibles are. Susan Terrell is like hear those words strung together. Bananas. She, say what you will about night. warning. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree. She is amazing. Yeah. All she was in. Like, lean the fuck in girl. Yeah, she like you. Yeah. Also, there was this quote from her journal not long before she died that oh. she says, I demand my death be joyful and I never return again. Oh. And I just like live for that. Legend. Yeah, yeah oh right? It's bad bitch. Oh, I, I died. Know what to say. Right? That's great. Okay. Can we talk about her yeah. journal? Yeah. That's all I know about it. <laughs> oh. were, there, were there any entries in her journal about her appearance in Rockula? Which... It's a movie I love with Dean Cameron. That's, oh. This is the only fact I know about her journal. Uh, <laughs> wow, okay. I just figured since you had stolen it to peruse. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, the, so aside from Susan Terrell's legendary go-for-broke performance, um, the other most notable thing about the movie, other than a spectacular kill at the top with that pre, predates Final Destination mm-hmm. 2, yeah, mm-hmm. um, is the... Like just off the charts, homophobic, homo, gay, homo panic kind it, of. It, it's like it's, the movie starts and you go like, "Oh, there was a gay thing," and then it just keeps going. Yeah, and then it's like, like yeah. gay fag, gay yeah, fag, yeah. and it's just. Like, what's and I was just talk? like, "All right, night warning, God relax." Like yeah. it's just really, so really mad? upset. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. So many folks talked about like that, pointing to the fact that that cop's probably gay. Um, and I just hate, uh, I get so tired of that trope too. where right. it's like, oh, you protest too much, like too right. loudly, you must be the gay. And it's like, yeah, sometimes that's true as someone who spent a lot of years in the church and probably at least a thousand times that I wasn't gay. I realized that. You're gay. Yeah, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I know that's a thing, but it's just, it's just so old. And it's lazy. It's and it's lazy. actually really insulting in a lot of ways because yeah. it's like, when, well, people, it's, when it's, people do it with Pence, it really pisses me off. It's like, oh, yeah. why are you equating Pence his Andrew. evil with being a homosexual? I, I really <clears throat> pisses me off. I really resent it when it's just a way for queer people to have to shoulder their own abuse or the the, yes. the abuse that's brought onto them and it's really absolutely fucking annoying well it's like you never like singing today i don't know what it is it's mm. yeah it's can you feel it the warning of the night it must it, <laughs> <laughs> the thing the thing about it that is most annoying is it's just so lazy yeah you're not clever no you know like 
whatever. (laughs) Also, even if that person does end up, you know, coming out of the closet, being gay or whatnot, still fuck you. Right. Like I still take (laughs) responsibility for the homophobic shit I said before I came out. Yes. You know, like I'm still like, you were a dick for that. Right. And so I don't really care if you're secretly gay or like, you don't know it yet. Still fuck you like that. That's going to last no matter what. Right. Like that, uh, there was a guy, I think today, um, after like 30 years of like running gay conversion therapy, he came out and said, he's like ready to live his life as a gay man. And like, my first thought was you're still a fucking prick. Yeah. Like nothing, nothing like you're not, you didn't just automatically automatically just get washed away. No. Like, well, you know, hopefully someone like that is going to, you know, walk the walk and in, in terms of, you know, it's all very well and good that after I think 34 years of marriage, this guy is finally deciding to be honest about his identity yeah. and live a, a sort of yeah. honest life. That said, you know, I don't have any idea how much damage he well, inadvertently inflicted I upon mean, the way. And, and, uh, and it purposely is like, did. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, you hope that someone like that is going to figure out a way to a forgive themselves, right? They have to. I know right. that may not be a popular thing to say or whatever, but I mean, if this person does not forgive themselves, they're not going to figure out ways to sort of rectify the damage they have done. Um, I don't know. I'm big on everybody mm-hmm. forgiving themselves and moving forward and smarter. He needs to ways. give away so, all his money. It, he like, needs to mean reparations now. Yeah. Like, you need to. Well, there's there's like, there's there's a start. Yeah, there's yeah. something. He, he needs to forgive himself, but let's hope it takes him a little bit of time too. Because there's a little worry in me and someone like that that just automatically washes themselves clean. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm not a nice person, so I don't even care if he ever forgives himself. I'm like, you can live in anguish till you fucking die. I hope he reaches out to every single kid. He, like, tried to, quote, unquote, convert. You know? Yeah, if they're alive. Yeah. Like, I I don't know. I feel like so much of, like, all the ugliness going on right now has to do with people who are, like, who just hate themselves or hate or just, I don't know, or just, and then turn it out on other people. And so whether... You know, whether they do it from the comfort of an armchair in reparative, quote unquote, reparative therapy or just, you know, through hateful legislation, whatever. Mm. I don't know. I just like, fuck, man. Night That's warning. A- <laughs> <laughs> warning of the night. Wow. I love when Mark sings. <laughs> and now I'm, all I'm doing is thinking of lyrics, night warning, night night warning, warning. songs. Was, Go ahead. I was reading something about, uh, you know, what's the, what's the young boy's name in this movie? Billy. 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 Everyone um, questioning Billy's sexuality and people um, yeah. saying that because he grew up without a dad, he could be gay. And I, it had me thinking a lot about um, all the reasons why people think people, beca- quote unquote, become gay. Right. And I was thinking about how when I came out to my mom, she mentioned something because I, you know, I grew up with with my mom and her sisters um, without a father and my mom being like, is it, you know, is, did this happen? Cause you don't have a dad. And I was just like, what? I want to ask both of you. What are, what are some of your fave ways to be turned gay? <laughs> because, like, I just, th- people are constantly listing, re- looking for an explanation when there doesn't need to be one. Right. And I think for me, another, one question, my fave, question my mom asked me after i came out she was like uh do you think this is because you can't get a man Oof. no i'm sorry she said is it because you can't get a man dab dab right and i was like first of all had them (laughs) (laughs) like if you are breathing or not it's i think anyone that wants to have sex with a man can yeah i'm not saying one that you want to have sex with i'm just saying that if like the desire is there to engage in sex with men. You, there will be a man that will fuck you. Like that, that's not, <laughs> that's not, I have been hit on sitting in the emergency room, puking into a fucking bag. Like you, it doesn't even matter. So and some guy was like, how you do? Yeah, no, for real. <laughs> into like, it. Uh, yeah. I'm so sorry. You're going to save that bag for me. Yeah. I would girl, I would <laughs> drink your bath water. Oh man. You're going to say out of the bag. Uh. <laughs> So yeah, I'm like, what are some of your... that you bring that up, because over the holidays, uh, I had a conversation with my mother, and um, when I came out to my mom well over a decade ago, she, her reply was, I figured, Mm -hmm. you know, but she also had her mom moments and her Catholic moments of just being like, you know, 
what does this mean type stuff. But throughout, you know, the last few years, especially since I've been dating Brian, she's it, she treats me like any of her, her other kids. And there's a part of me that's like, why do we laud people for doing that? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, like I am just one of your other kids, but at the same time, I'm really proud of her. She's grown, you know, mm-hmm. but we were speaking over the break and I had I realized I'd never revealed to my mother how horribly bullied I was as a child. She didn't know a lot of it. And I was telling her about it mm. and I like could cry. Cause like the look of heartbreak when I mm. told her mm-hmm. was devastating. And then besides asking me, did I do something as a mother that you felt you couldn't tell me was devastating too. Cause mm. it, there wasn't, it wasn't, there was no reason. It was a lot of it was about, me not knowing I was gay fully and being bullied for it. Mm-hmm. So it was like, how do you, I told her, I go, I didn't know what to do as a 13 year old because yeah. I thought a, I would have been outing myself to you, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But she actually did have a little bit of like a, a moment too, where she goes, do you think that might've played into anything? Which was her way of asking, do you think being bullied about being gay made you gay? <laughs> you know? And I love her and I don't think she was malicious about it in any way, but it's funny because I'm 38 and like that shit still happens, yeah. you know? It's like, do you think that works? Can someone please bully me for thinking I'm wealthy or something? <laughs> I become wealthy because of it. Everyone just hates me because I'm rich. They hate me because I'm so rich. You know, it's my like, mom. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm but I wealthy. love my mom and it was a great conversation and I'm so glad we had it. Of course. You know, and she knows mm. something about me that she never yeah. knew before. Mm. So, you know, when. My mom and I, in that initial conversation, there was, of course, a lot of back and forth and her saying, like, some wild shit um, <laughs> that I mentioned earlier. Um, and eventually she was like, you know, I'm just so scared. I'm just so scared of what people might say or do to you. And I was like, well, then don't say or do any of those things. Oh, my God. That's so great. And it's like she literally she, – she was like, oh. Like do, a, like do, you a, want, do you want to say – it was like – she was like, oh, duh, I'm being a bitch right now. <laughs> and you're absolutely right. And I, my mom and I have those moments, which mm. I am really grateful for, even though I think it's like basic good behavior. Mm. Right. For you. Yeah. So yeah. I hear that. And I think that she's gone, come a long way too. And I always think that I'll be like, oh, I've taken partners home. Like I've done all these things that I never imagined I could do. But then at the end of the day, like when she passes me her phone to show me something on Facebook and I'm like, well, you still follow like all these I love Trump pages. I'm like, you still fucking hate my people. Yeah. And so whether you're tolerating me or like being nice or whatever you're doing at the at the end of the day, tolerance isn't enough. And so like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, thanks, mom, for like not being a total asshole that I need to cut out of my life. But at the same time, you have those thoughts, though, because I know I do. Yeah. Because like my family, for the most part, supports the opposite of what I support, you know, and there's like for me, I still can't fully grasp the disconnect. It's for that other people have. Like, yeah. I can't, I literally can't, I, I like try to put it in words. Like right now I can't, cause I'm yeah. like, but I'm standing right in front of you. And like, yeah. I don't want to make it all about me, but like, I'm standing right in front of you. Yeah. I will literally <laughs> say to my mom, I'll be like, you can, if you support this president and all these other kind of various things that you support, but in the moment we're talking about Trump, I'm like, if you support this, you support someone who is directly contributing to the death of my communities. And so you don't get to be like, but I'm your mom, but I birthed you. I love you. Oh, but, but you're different. Oh, but you're these things because this is what you fucking do. Mm-hmm. And people like you, people, other people in our family, y'all hold these beliefs and it doesn't end up mattering what you think about me because people like you sit on juries. They do all these other things and they make decisions that absolutely directly contribute to well, and like, the death of people. The thing I always say to people too, it's like, you may have voted him for reason A. But when you vote for somebody and they get into office, you get you voted for every single thing about them, whether you disagree mm-hmm. with it or not. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you may not feel anti-gay or anti-queer, but your actions are related to that anti-queer stance that he has and that his administration has and stuff. So it's like, yeah, I get it. You may not feel that way, and that's not why you voted for him, but you voted for that part of him, too. Like, mm-hmm. it's there. It didn't go away. <laughs> anyway, night warning. Night warning. Mark, yes. any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> your question made me think of the whole Brian Singer article that dropped yesterday. 
um, from the Atlantic, which is uh, devastating. I, I don't know. Uh, it might be triggering to some readers, listeners, whatever. Um, it was to me in a way because I, you know, when when you you ask that question in jest, right? Like, what are the ways that people turn you gay? You know. Yeah. Your favorite way. Your favorite way. <laughs> my, my personal Grease favorite. Grease too. <laughs> um, and I was, it really brought me back, reading that article brought me back to when I was 16 and, um, you know, doing community theater. And I had moved to the States by then and was doing sub, uh, like community theater, you know, in suburban Atlanta. And, um, you know, I got to be part of a show where I was, me and another kid, uh, fucking died. Um, a couple of years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. more than a couple of years ago. But um, we were the youngest people in the cast, and the cast was entirely gay men, and you know, like near um, nearly middle aged to middle aged gay men. And I had not had any proximity to any queer people in any kind of like honest to God way at that time. And so I was just so desperate Mm -hmm. to be seen, Uh even if I could not say what I was, even if I could not, even if I could not actively speak any kind of truth out loud, like I wanted so badly to be seen and be told I was okay. And, um, I got that in a way and that I ended up like my first kiss, my first, you know, was, with someone who was 20 years older than me. And it was not, it was weird because I, at the time I was, you know, of course a perfectly willing participant because I was starved for any kind of physical contact. I was starved for any kind of anything. But in the years, in the interim since, and especially in reading this article, there was a passage in this article yesterday that talked about how, you know, even for young people who are willing participants when they're engaging in sexual activity with someone who's much older, um, you know, there can still be sort of after effects in the sense that it's not rape. I would never in a million years call it rape. I would never call it assault. Not Certainly not what happened to me anyway. I can't speak for anyone else. And certainly not in that article, goodness knows. But – but I, I remember having a kind of weird um, feeling because I remember in the years since, I remember thinking what I needed was just someone to tell me I was okay, not show me what to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and so it's weird. It's like when you were when you asked the joke, what's your favorite way of be turned, being turned gay? It's like, well, so many people, at least when I was growing up, seemed to certainly down south, seemed to have this idea that, you know, you could be mm-hmm. plucked by some, right. you know, creepy man and taken to some, you know. Programming and, and clinic. Yes, and you, could, you would be programmed. <laughs> recruited. Yeah, Recru- recruited. Recruited. That was Thank the word, you. yeah. And um, obviously that's not the case, but um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I just remember being like, oh, yeah. And I remember having a moment where, like, would I still be this way if I had not gone there? And, you know, the, obviously the answer is yes. Yes, you would, Mark. Um, you, you still would be. Um, but uh, You are? Yeah, okay, I think that's, Mark. like, one of the things about Night Warning that I liked. It was like, oh, the coach was gay, but he really was just a stand-up guy. Yeah. He really cared. I mean, the queer characters were the only... <laughs> Good people, yeah. Coach, I guess you could say, coach, like, whatever. Who, like, by the end, is like wearing this like cute little pink polo, and I was like, all right, get your life. Like, I was like, you know, <laughs> I was like, okay, um, you know, those. The, he was he was the right kind of mentor, and so for that, I must say, night warning gets a gold star. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get Billy a scholarship, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's such a like a like a, an abrupt turn, though. Like, because I remember watching Night Warning is nothing but hair pinter. But like, no, I mean, like watching it and being like 20, 30 minutes into it and be like, why is this movie queer? Mm. And then all of a sudden the basketball coach is gay. And I'm like, wait, what just happened? You know what I mean? And And then then every scene is like Bo Svensson showing up going like, yeah, well, then like accusing Billy. And I'm like, why? Wait, where? Where? uh, Like, why is what's what's what? Like trying to figure out like where the that that thought came into his head yep. as a character. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, just wait, what? Like, yeah. yeah. 
a lot of huh <laughs> like watching that movie but only but but what i love about susan Terrell is that not uh, not to be topped by you know all the queer context uh, subtext mm-hmm. or, or or pretext uh she actively <laughs> spends the last 30 minutes of the movie trying to make out with her own son yeah which aunt mama and i was like is this movie kind of a giant gay fever dream about overbearing right. mothers like, is it, you know, is she like the ultimate overbearing mommy that's going to drive you into the arms of a an man. older man? A man. A man. <laughs> a man. The thing, what do you guys, is Billy gay? No. Right? No, he fucks Stephanie from Newhart like yeah. three times. I mean, like, he could be, but not nothing in this movie Bethany. makes us think that. Like, right. Bethany? Stephanie. Stephanie. Okay. Stephanie Vanderkellen. Because oh, yeah. you could fuck Stephanie and still be gay. You, I, know, you know, but. Yeah, I mean, I would maybe fuck Stephanie. I mean, I'm just saying within the context. <laughs> right, right, yeah, no, I don't think Within the context so. of, this, of this film, of course you're right, but. I mean, yeah, I don't think so. I, I love it. I think the so fact just, the movie ends with them like staring at each other, cuddled up, and it's like he's straight, he's straight. Look, the credits are rolling. Right. He's straight. They're together. Oh, it's fine. I love that. There's like everything's a, yeah. fine. A written prologue too. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like but these, these fictional characters. Went, <laughs> uh, these people who don't exist ended up going to trial and then were acquitted. Now and they, they attend. Like together. it's like they're not real. <sighs> these aren't real people. Oh Should we like give it? Any sort of recap to people what the movie actually is about? <laughs> now that we've just—I <laughs> mean, it's literally what this kid's parents die in a car crash, and he has to live with his aunt. Yes, that's about okay. it, right? And he wants to get a basketball aunt, scholarship. Ends up being his mom. Yeah, and she's obsessed with him. Ooh, she's how kinda... she wakes him up in the morning. Ooh, oh, meow, meow. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I will literally whoop your fucking ass. Like, I, ugh, I hated it. Yeah. Hated it. Uh, do you want to hear a little bit of her weird relationship with him? I do have a yeah, clip. Yeah, please. Let's bring it. Uh, I've titled this clip Auntie Shade because <laughs> she's pretty, she's great. Gee, that'd be nice. The college is for rich kids and people with brains. You wouldn't fit in there. You never said that before. You always said we couldn't afford it. He didn't say you didn't want me. Well, I don't want you to. We can't afford it. Oof. She just called him dumb. (laughs) She's like, literally, you do not have a brain. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Billy. Uh, yeah, oh she God. Susan Terrell's performance is really effective in that it mm-hmm. hits these sort of histrionic notes that I find really unsettling as a viewer. Yeah, I just the 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 emotional manipulation, and of course, like the actor playing Billy doesn't really have the chops to sort of like match her. So he just spends a lot of time, like, just sort of, like, dumbly staring. And then occasionally, like, taking off his pants and standing in front of a shower while she, like, barges in. He's yeah. like, yeah, okay. And I'm <laughs> just like, here. And I'm like, yeah, get out of here. I'm just naked. like, your ass is out. <laughs> Why are you, what, what is this movie? What, I, anyway. But that's also <sighs> the charm <laughs> of, of the warning of the night. <laughs> is that... <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I like actually sense. like in a weird way, sort of kind of like that because it's just so fucking bonkers and she gets <laughs> such a like a fucking really, yeah. I think you had mentioned to me pre-show like that she kind of gives Mrs. Voorhees a run for her money. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, match off. And you wonder, see. yeah. And you wonder if like maybe that was like kind of like inspiration for her that's what i would love if she was alive today and we had her right here i'd be like was was betsy palmer's performance in friday the 13th like something you studied and you're like i see you betsy maybe when this episode <laughs> drops we can actually do a, a poll oh that's Twitter. a good idea and and see yeah. poll clips too showing my one of my favorite things about like when she really goes full tilt uh wackadoo at really? the end is when she's running like through the woods after stephanie from newart uh newart <laughs> And um, there's Stephanie Vanderkellen. There is a shot. It's like Susan Terrell is clearly like a a badass. She's like, I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm in it. I know this movie is insane. It's probably really bad. I'm an Oscar nominated actress. I can't believe I'm doing this. But then there's one shot where like she has to like the terrain was clearly like pretty rough. And she was just like, I'm not sure I can do this. Maybe or maybe. 
They sent her home early. Who knows? Susan Terrell. I love this. God rest you. I am not besmirching your memory, but there's clearly one shot where it's like a teamster (laughs) (laughs) in in her costume. (laughs) Running. I... And I screamed. <laughs> I fucking screamed. Howled. I remember howling and be like, wait. I actually said to myself, I go, yeah. is the twist going to be that the basketball coach and her are the same person? Uh, <laughs> I actually thought it was him for a second. Which yes. would truly be amazing. Sent, which would truly have sent Night Warning into the, like, the like stratosphere the sh- yes. camp. Like, True. Which I mean, it already occupies a pretty clear Stephanie Vanderkell and out of my. How about when she? No, but when she's like got Julia Duffy, when she's got Billy in her arms and she's like pouring milk down her down his throat, and she's like, "Drink it, drink it." (laughs) Do we have that? Uh, We should have pulled that. I was like, "Is that like Mercedes rule? Drink it, exorcist." And then she like licks. Drink it. She licks his neck and face. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> I, 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 I just uh, couldn't. I couldn't. I, I mean, from the moment the car just kept falling. Oh my God. Off, right. cliff, off one cliff, cliff. Then another one. After cliff. Then in a river. And then I was like, is this Tuntus from Saturday Then Night off Live? a waterfall. Yes. Then a shark eats the car. <laughs> and then a bear eats the shark. <laughs> Amazing. I was like, I'm in, in. <laughs> yeah. and I kept yelling at the car. I'm like, just run into that truck. It'll help you slow down. Uh, run to the right. There's a big mountain there and it's dirt. You'll slow down. <laughs> so all so great mountain. Well, I guess this was 1982, but I'm like, when did they start doing those um, like truck escape ramps? Yeah. I bet it was pre that. Cause weren't there a couple in duel, which was in the seventies. I feel like there's, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I bet they existed huh. by then. Just wondering. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, those. <laughs> um, Emmy winner Julia Duffy, um, Stephanie Vanderkellen. She actually is like a really good actress. I don't know if you guys thought that while watching it, but I was like, she, like, you watch that movie, and I was like, a, I'm a big fan of New Heart. Mm-hmm. I actually, my, that was a show I watched with my parents mm. growing up. Um, yeah, you're so cute. And, uh, she was amazing in that. And you can actually like, this was right before she did that show. Cause the show started in 82. The movie came out in 82. And I actually know she wasn't in the first season. They had a different character that she ended up replacing. Um, but you can like see like the seeds of like an actual, like award-winning actress there. Cause she won like three Emmys for that show. Um, she's really good. She's good in the movie. Like, I mean, considering though, all she does is drink milk. Yeah, and she eat spends lunch. the entire movie eating. Uh, that lunch. Fun. <laughs> I know, right? Also, like, if you oh were like God. look at what's on her tray, it's like oh, a so cup great. of it's like a carton of milk and like two Granny Smith apples. And, and I was just like, sandwich. "Girl, you're gonna shit your brains out." Okay. Like, what? <laughs> what is this lunch? I I was I wanted the bologna sandwich. I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like every time I look at a white person's plate in a movie or a TV show, I'm like, "What the fuck are you even eating?" <laughs> Like, have you ever been watching Sex in the City and, like, the four of them are eating brunch and you're like, are you eating a tomato and, like, a piece of cantaloupe Have you ever breakfast? watched like, Mom? I don't think so. Okay, so Mom, they sit around and, like, uh, after AA meetings, they always go to eat. Brian and I, we love mm-hmm. the show because it's actually very funny. Alice and Janney is amazing in it. But we always pause to see what their lunch is <laughs> because it's, like, literally at least one of them has, like, a head of lettuce yeah, that they like hollowed out and then they just throw lettuce in it. Oh, yes. Like, or they're like weirdly (laughs) eating like chicken salad out of like a head of lettuce. It's weird. They like hollow heads of lettuce out. It's hilarious. Or like one of them will have just like a bowl of like strawberries. Like Jamie Presley's character will be eating strawberries. Imagine, imagine sitting down for lunch with someone and all they do is just eat a bowl of strawberries and maintain eye contact with you. Uh, I would not be surprised in Los Angeles. (laughs) But yeah, watch like one episode of that show and just look at the food. And Brian and I are like, what are they eating eating today? Only strawberries for three days. They have orange slices. Like what? Like what? It's always so You went to a restaurant and ordered that? (laughs) Have have any of you seen Book Club from last year? No. Yeah, of course. Oh, Thank oh, you, yeah. Mark. I can always oh, trust yeah. you. Mark's seen everything. Yeah. Um, no, but they literally, they always have mountains of hors d'oeuvres on their table, mm-hmm. empty plates, and they're just slicing lemons constantly. <laughs> and they're guzzling vodka. Yeah, I don't know what circle of hell it is that they're in. Every scene, they're like, let's get drunk. <laughs> I, oh, I love, I, 
uh, someone posted a clip of an extra on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend like two weeks oh, ago. Um, and she <laughs> she literally was like behind the main characters in a restaurant. And she was like fake eating. But it was like like taking a can and going like this. It's inches from her mouth. <laughs> and then like taking a bite of her sandwich. And, be like, and the sandwich is like five feet away from her and just being like. <laughs> it's I got we got to post it. It's super That's, funny. Oh, that it's poor super woman, funny, but it's always like she I never always, learned to eat. I always love TV food because <laughs> you're right. It's always so random. For just five cents a day, you two can sponsor this. Poor woman. <laughs> God, I love Crazy Ex Girlfriend. It's such a good show. <sighs> and we didn't talk about the fact that Bill Paxton is in this movie. Bill Paxton is in this movie. So he's a total string bean. Hot in it, <laughs> and he's mean and homophobic. But yeah. like his delivery is head and shoulders above yeah. all of the other characters except Susan Terrell. And I was just like, why did he not play Billy? Oh my God. Good, <laughs> really good question. Because they kind of look the same. I even oh, Billy Paxton. God bless. Love him, babe. Would you give it a pride float? If I, for the coach. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. the coach. And for yeah. Susan Terrell's, like, over-the-top drag queen performance. Honestly. I mean, it is... Yeah, like, part of the movie gets afloat, and then the other half has to, like, tender- work the parade. She tenderizes, <laughs> she tenderizes yeah. meat into a a, 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 a tear into tears. Like she, she, yes. she literally tenderizes meat and bursts into tears. And I love what that more. Do, what more do gay people want? I love that she's tenderizing beef that's like as thin as a sheet of paper. It's already <laughs> been beat within an inch of its life. Or like when she mallets Stephanie Vanderkellen over the head, yeah. and then the blood's on the door, and she takes like sheer a sheer scarf. <laughs> That has holes in it. She's like, to oh, wipe it off. <laughs> How is no one noticing this door? And let's not forget. Bye, Margie. Oh, oh my Jesus, Jesus Christ, Michael! Oh, Michael, you have to stop doing that. <laughs> Jesus, Ow, that but I love that she like just mid sentence is like, "Bye, Margie." Yeah, she really amazing. Bye, Margie is goodbye, Margie. Yeah, it predates by Felicia. It, it does, <laughs> Susan oh, Lawrence. <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? Pride float? No. Community service, yes. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So community service (laughs) only. Okay. So has anyone here seen Blood Rage? Again, I'm looking at Mark. Mm -hmm. She's giving a Louise Lasser performance Mm -hmm. from Blood Rage, and I feel like those are linked, and we should watch that one soon. Sure. I think that Blood Rage is, we are already overdue for watching. If only, oh, yeah, yeah. if, I mean, the opening at the drive-in alone <laughs> is legendary. It's so gross. It's so <laughs> fucked up and seen. gross. You, I think you will dig Blood Rage. I will lend you my... <laughs> it is a Thanksgiving, <laughs> it is a Thanksgiving oh, that's right. horror okay, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's one of is Thanksgiving slashers. Crazy. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> it's totally crazy. Um, yeah. All right. Wow. <laughs> We're just really just just exist in this space, man. Just yeah. like just feel it. Yeah. Live with the question. <laughs> wow. What was it? Carmine? Yeah. Yes. If you get out of that well, let us know. This was a very thought provoking movie for sure. Yeah. And also whenever I see <laughs> Okay, well something I thought, you know, it's been a while since I felt like I was in someone's presence and of a, of a, like a straight man and they were just throwing the word fag around. That's, it's been a long time since that's happened to me. Uh-huh. Um, and watching this movie made me think about, Ooh, just so how, just how happy I am to be where I am today mm-hmm. with the people that I'm with mm. being who I am. That's yeah. Cause you can, sentiment. you can look at that and go, Oh, this is so over the top, but that kind of person really does. Exist. Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of them. Exactly. For sure. Um, for sure. and especially since a lot of law enforcement, yeah, too. a lot of horror movies really deify law enforcement in ways that are unrealistic and, or pretty fine. And this isn't a particularly villainous, revolting yeah. <laughs> member of law enforcement in night warning. But it is sort of bracing to see a movie willing to make, uh, make a, a quote unquote, you know, sort of like classic hero of cinema. So quite right. I mean, pathological. Yeah, yeah like I mean, really I, ugly. yeah, yeah. He, I hated him more than anybody in oh, the movie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So night warning. 
Night warning. <laughs> What you gonna pick? Night warning. <laughs> Michael, where can we find you on social media? <laughs> can find me on Twitter at Nowhere. Michael Ken Ken. Michael Ken Ken. You, I like your tweets a lot, Michael. Oh, thank you. Yeah. What about you, Mark? You can find me on Instagram at Senior Teen. And mm-hmm. you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Black Cupcake. Some of y'all have found me. Some of y'all are rude. <laughs> are you? It's, I hope it's more good than bad, though. Oh, of course. Okay. Of course. So much good. I really love when y'all tell us about me too. how the show is like getting you through something yeah. or how you really enjoyed something or how it makes you laugh in the car. I don't know. I love all of that. I love so. that, too. I like hearing from people, not yeah. just for like the like. It, it and for us, it's like kind of something I need every once in a while when yeah, I see it absolutely. online. I'm like, that's a nice little boost for the next hour. Yeah. Um, but it's also nice to know that people are listening. So yeah, yeah. And you can find more of this wonderful content on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Queer Wolf Pod, and you can also find me on Twitter at It's Raining Prince. You can learn about all of my Yorona movies. It's great. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Come on this journey with me. I'll share pictures. <laughs> so I guess that's it for this week. Yeah. yeah thank you. Bye, y'all. Bye. 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 Bye.